Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, 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 everyone. Welcome back and happy Friday. Okay, guys, so we're back with our good friend Kim from Bravo Breaking News. We have so many topics to go over. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's a lot. So we're going to break into all of it. I cannot wait to do this with you guys. If you haven't already, go ahead, do all the YouTube things, smash the like button, show some love. Congratulations to our big winner from um, the podcast giveaway. And we have now partnered with F45 to do another giveaway and also Rose Forever, where you guys are going to go be able to pick whatever product you want from the website. And the lucky winner is, I mean, I mean, it's my favorite product. There's one right there in the background. So I say with that, let's um, welcome Kim from Bravo Breaking News. Hello. Hi, Adam. Hi, everyone. I just am so happy to be back, Adam. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. I enjoy these so much because it's like I feel like it's good to know. Sometimes I come on with it just depends and I'm not knocking anybody, but sometimes like coming on and everyone not knowing necessarily what the topics are. It's nice to be able to discuss these and know what we're talking about. So I, I have all of the faith in you. I love that. I mean, I wear that as a badge of honor, Adam. I mean, my name is Bravo Breaking News, so I should know all the news. Uh, did you hear the rumor that um, BravoCon is not going to be happening in 2024? Um, I did not. Please tell me more, Adam. Okay, so this is still just a rumor, but we're hearing that BravoCon might be postponed until 2025, which... I feel like for us, it's like our Super Bowl. It's something that we like love so much. So I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I just don't know if I am. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm still recovered from the last one. Yeah. Um, so, so if we skip a year, that's okay. You know, 2025 will be even bigger and better. But um, I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. Time will tell. All right, guys. I see all of you in the live chat. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, could you let the introductory song play a little bit longer? Um, no, it's set. And guys, we also, I, I've been keeping everybody a little bit more in the loop as to what's going on in Jason and I's lives. I have been taking to social media a little bit more. Um, right now we have people downstairs working. So if you hear anything, I completely apologize. But, um, 
we're getting ready to move to Charleston. And Kim, I don't even know what we're doing. I don't know what we're thinking, but here we go again. <laughs> here you go again. I mean, Charleston is amazing. There's so much going on there. You're basically going to be a cast member on Southern Charm, Adam. I mean, how could it not be amazing? Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't think that's okay. But <laughs> I mean, living living the Charleston life, you know, downtown, going to all the restaurants, sewing down South Republic, Bourbon Bubbles. I mean, there's so much. I can't wait. You know, and everyone keeps asking too, like, why are you guys moving again? And it's weird because Jason and I have been on this journey in our relationship for over 10 years. And we lived in New York and LA. And, you know, during the pandemic, we were sort of forced out of LA at a time where we went to Florida. And, you know, we never really were able to find that social that we were looking for. And then in Hilton Head, here, we're on like this tiny island where it took me like two months to meet everybody. And now I have my girl Amanda at Publix. I have my girl Wendy at Starbucks. And like, I know like we have our go-tos and it's like, okay, well, we just need a little bit more. So it's, it's the adventure of it, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, it keeps things interesting. You know, like you gotta, you gotta keep it moving. You gotta keep it exciting. And I think Charleston is going to be so good for you. I'm excited. I can't wait to come visit. I listen, come visit anytime. All right. So I did ask everybody in a poll, where should we start? And people are wondering about these rumors about Teresa Judice and Louis Ruelas and a potential divorce. I wanted to hear initially, what are your thoughts? I mean, the second I heard this, I was like, there's no way. I mean, they are love, 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 love bubble to the max. I didn't believe this. I don't like I'm sorry that I keep freezing, guys, um, but I'll do my best to, you know, just explain this. So I think that people need to stop analyzing these social media posts so much. I mean, it's like if she doesn't post with him for two weeks and they're automatically divorced and then there's like some blind that's saying some housewife is going to get divorced. People are just jumping to conclusions. And she decided to nip that in the bud really quickly. I'm glad she did. I didn't believe it for a second. Did you? No, honestly. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that Teresa is a very loyal um, wife, woman, mother, friend. I I really do. And even seeing them at BravoCon, seeing them together, I think that they make such a great team. And it was a little bit awkward because when I was in the green room at BravoCon, you know, Louis walked up to me and he goes, Adam, right? And I was like, oh my God, did I say anything bad? I was so nervous. But he pretty much just let me know, I know exactly who you are and everything. So um, yeah, I'm watching too, friend. But I that wouldn't sway me in my opinion in anything. Like if I had something to say, I'm not going to let somebody coming up and talking to me change that. But after seeing them in person and seeing how happy they are, I'm like, I'm just going to leave them alone. Like I think that this is something that, that it's been a long time coming for her and her girls and her family. And she deserves that. So if this is the guy, he makes you happy. I think that a lot of us originally, you know, ran with his exes coming forward and having a lot of negative things to say about him. There were lawsuits. There were all of these things. There were accusations like out the wazoo. And now I'm just like, I want to see the new season. I want to see how you guys interact. And I want to see you know, like what's going on. I want to assess it from that perspective as opposed to just running with it on social media. 
Yeah. I mean, let's be real. There were a lot of red flags here. There were a lot of things that came up about him that were very suspicious. But when you see them in person, I did see them at BravoCon as well. They are so madly in love with each other. I mean, and I don't think that Teresa is one to like give up on a relationship quickly. You know, like when she would after Joe, it's not like she dated around and was doing all this stuff. Like she, I think when she commits, she commits. I think she's committed to him. I think he's committed to her. Um, and I just, I kind of think they're end game, whether we like it or not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think that that's okay. You guys, that's yeah. okay. I think that let's let them be and see what the new season holds in store for us. And if there's some weird red flags, then, you know, from that point, then we address them again. But, you know, one of my biggest things that was so hard for me in growing up was I, came, I, I was a product of divorced parents. And, you know, it wasn't until I was about 18 years old that my parents really got it right. And that, you know, like I would have my stepmom, I would have my stepdad, but my mom didn't want to be around my dad. My dad didn't want to be around my mom. And that just, it, you, as a kid growing up, you kind of internalize that. And you're like, well, if I'm more in favor of my mom, does that mean that I'm betraying my dad? And all of this. So it, it just like you think about these things and seeing where Louie is not only like loving the fact that the girls are going to the Bahamas to see Joe, but he wants to be a part of it and bring his family too, and then go with Teresa. And he's like, why don't we all just go together and have these family moments for like New Year's or these these big holidays? I'm like, that is something that's really commendable. It's respectable. Oh, I agree. They're making it work beautifully. I mean, you know, a lot of people in the comments are saying I I'm worried for her kids, but they love him. They love him. They love his family. Um, he's very supportive of relationship with Joe. So I, I don't know. I, I think that they've kind of almost um, like tuned out all of the haters, you know, and just pushed on. And I don't know. I think that they're they're going to make it work. But it will be interesting to see, you know, now that the wedding stuff has died down and her and Melissa are basically like, oh, zero contact. Hopefully, maybe they can have their own storylines, you know, that don't really have to do with each other. Because I'd really like to see Teresa and Louie, like without Melissa and Joe, you know, getting in the middle of them. I kind of want to see that play out. I agree with that. I agree. Okay, guys. So we're going to leave Jersey alone for a second. Now, Kim, I have to ask you, my next big topic that I want to talk about is this. Let me go ahead and take the photo down. Our girl, Ariana is in Chicago. And I have to, you know, it's so funny because I think sometimes I don't want to ever mislead people or sell them on something that's not true. I'm not best friends with Ariana, obviously. Like I knew Ariana for a long, I've known her for over a decade, working at Sir with her and then her coming in and Tom Tom all of the time, seeing her at Pump. And we've just always had the best conversations. I celebrated pride with her. But like one of my really good friends, Logan Cochran, is her best, best friend. And she's just always been the sweetest soul. There are so many things that have happened to her this past year, and she's been able to turn lemons into lemonade. She reminds me of Ariana, if you see this, I am so sorry. But it's like Rumpelstiltskin turning straw into gold. And I feel like that is exactly what she's been able to accomplish. And she went to school for musical theater, for those of you who don't know. And a lot of people, and I talk about this, a lot of the time, a lot of people who are on reality TV have a really hard time pivoting. Like, God forbid, this six-figure paycheck is taken away from you. 
You're not making six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a season for working for four months. Where do you go? Like, how do you reintegrate? It's almost like, and please, please, guys, do not kill me for the analogy, but it's like when you have somebody who's in the military who's like maybe a sniper or someone, and then they have to reintegrate into real life. Like, you can't take that skill and all of a sudden go back into real life. And that makes sense. And even for my own husband, Jason, you know, he was in Cirque du Soleil and he was a tumbler and a trampolinist. And that's not going to, you can't put that on a resume and be like, hey guys, pay me. What do you, you know? So for her to have this pivot and be able to show us like, if God forbid Vanderpump Rules ends tomorrow, that she could be on Broadway and have this big career. I'm proud of her. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are we've seen it a lot with housewives who are, you know, get off the show or, you know, do a couple seasons and, you know, get get fired and they kind of just fade off into the distance. We don't hear from them anymore. They kind of become nobody. They kind of become normal people again. Right. But her pivoting to this was the smartest move she could have made. I think that her dancing with the stars, she was absolutely incredible. And you could tell that she put in 150 percent to that show you know what i mean like she did not like phone it in whatsoever she knew that this was her chance and she totally like shined so bright to the point where broadway was like we need her and i think you know i think a lot of people are saying too oh erica jane did it rena did it she's not the fir- first to do it da, 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 da. but i think she's the one you know rena doesn't have a Broadway career anymore. She has a small acting career. You know, we know what Erica Jane's doing, but I think that this is going to skyrocket her into real fame. I mean, she's done a Lifetime movie. She's done, you know, other reality shows. She's now done Broadway. I mean, what's next? I think we could see her in like a major feature film. You know what's so funny about this and witnessing this? I watched Tom Sandoval's late entry into the Nick Vile Files podcast and First of all, you're late. This is so hard for me because I went to the premiere and I had people who asked me, did you go up and say hi to Tom? And I said, no, I didn't. You know, I used to work at TomTom. I used to, I had a lot of interaction with Tom, but I didn't go up and say hi. Yes, I was right next to him, but no. And people were like, Adam, people cheat, people move on. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't need to sit there. It's not your grudge to hold. And I'm like, that is not what I'm saying as to why I did not walk up to him. I'm saying I I feel like coming on to YouTube and doing this and even the podcast, I have a lot of opinions. And that's what I love about this community is I get to share those opinions. And I think that it would be absolutely ridiculous and fake of me to say what I think and then go up and be like, oh my God, you look amazing. How are you? That's not me. And I can't do that. And seeing him double down multiple times when I think that sometimes it's okay. We all F up. And when we F up, you own it. You, in the words of Lisa Renna, own it. You own it. And then you move forward and you apologize and you try to make yourself a better human. That is life. But for him going on this podcast and being like, I think Ariana is being petty and I offered her 3.1 million. And I think that like, I don't get it. Like she's, she's literally made a career out of this cheating scandal. Like get the fuck over it. And it's, that's not for you to say. She made a career because there was interest in her and she took the bull by the horn, right? Or horns. 
that doesn't that does not pertain to you. So you being pissed off and then going into season 11, which I know for a fact that in season 11, he's going to try to change the narrative and make her look like the bad guy. And the reason that he cheated by saying she didn't have sex with me, she wouldn't give me any, you know, of her energy. She didn't want to be around me. She like belittled me. You are not a victim in this story. There's one victim. One. Yeah, no, I I think Queens of Bravo said it on Instagram, like Ariana's on Broadway and Tom a year later is still telling the same sad story on a podcast like Tom. First of all, the viewers like need you to take accountability. He we think a year later, you know, you know, we've heard that Sheena kind of starts to come around on him, maybe Lala and James too this season. So we're like, oh, maybe he starts to take accountability. Nope. That's not happening. He's still totally delusional as to what happened. And I don't think he's ever going to change his stance. I mean, it just seems like he is stuck in this place where he's not owning it. He's not taking accountability. And I don't think he ever will. Um, and I think that Ariana not, um, you know, not, you know, staying strong about the house. Good for her. Good for her. You know, although I feel like it would be good for her to just like let the house go. You know, it's been going on for a really long time. I certainly wouldn't want to be living with my ex this long, but it's kind of like, you know, she doesn't want him to win. They bought this together. This house is part hers too. And she doesn't want to give up her half to that trash bag. You know, she wants to, you know, move on to somewhere new and he should do the same. And you know what the funny part is about it is he's like, you know, I put solar panels on this house. I did things. Okay, well, then itemize your receipts, say what you did, and then in the value, whatever you get, the house is worth over a million dollars more at this point. But this is still a huge asset. And it takes a lot of people, as of right now, the house is worth a million, $1.1 million more. If they split that, that's $550,000 before commission and all of that comes out. It takes a lot of people a long time to make that kind of money. So do I think because she's now all of a sudden getting these endorsements and getting these gigs and, you know, like on Broadway and making these, you know, bigger paychecks that she should all of a sudden just like sort of forfeit these profits? No, because she realizes that tomorrow I had a very real conversation with her when Jason and I hosted with Sheena her live show at the Bourbon Room. And Ariana was just very open about the fact that like she she's very level-headed. She knows that tomorrow this can all be gone. And if it is, she wants to move somewhere quiet. She wants to live a normal life. And that's it. But right now, while the wave is happening, she wants to ride the wave. And maybe in three years from now, she might have to get a normal job. So why would you forfeit that money? You just wouldn't. Right. She's being very smart with her money. She's not like blowing it all on new this, new that. Um, I think that she's handling this very well. I, while I, I want her to move out and move on, I think stand your ground, Ariana, stand your ground. Do not let Tom get anything that he wants. Like, I think that she is in this position where she has power and I think she needs to stand there hold and i think it will work out to her benefit in the end even though she still has to deal with you know being in the same house as him right and summer sunshine said he was rude to your mom i don't blame you guys that was 10 years ago i what did he do to your mom my mom oh 
I hate this conversation, but my mom was going through breast cancer and she was a big fan of the show before I ever started working at Sir. And I just happened to fall into it and she wanted to come to LA. So I, not like I'm some sort of like hero or anything. I was 20 years old and I ended up getting one of those Delta credit cards or whatever. And I paid for my mom to get a flight out to LA and she wanted to see Sir. That's all she wanted. And I ended up going to the bathroom. We were sitting in Sir Lounge and she saw Tom bartending, which she recognized him from the show. And when she walked up, she introduced herself and said hi. And he was just very dismissive. Like, I don't have time. Get away from like, leave me alone. I'm not taking a picture. And that is not what she wanted. She just wanted to say hi. And I hope that you're, you know, like, I love you on the show. It was just very, my mom is not a fangirl. She sees a lot of people. She is always constantly around Jason and I. So she goes to a lot of things and she just wanted to acknowledge, I think that you make really great TV. And that was it. It wasn't anything beyond that. But no, he did. He was totally rude and dismissive. And after that, you know, I ended up working at TomTom Tom where him and Tom Schwartz were like Mickey and Minnie and they came in and they were like these mascots and they would do shots with everybody. And, you know, it, it was what it was. But there was never any hard feelings. I, nobody harbored that. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's horrible. I mean, ooh, I, I don't know. Once a scumbag, always a scumbag. I know you yeah. worked for them, but oof. I mean, that, that's tough, Lisa. Sandoval. Yeah, you yeah. worked for Lisa. Let's be real. They yeah. don't own any of that bar. And even when they did, it was barely anything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me at all. You know, Tom... I don't know how he's getting these ladies. I'm sure you saw the headline. He has a new girlfriend now. It's like he's like, he has to be some sort of master manipulator, like completely changing his personality and being somebody that he's not to like get these ladies and hang on to them for so long. Because I think who he truly is does come out. Um, and we've all seen it. And we we know who that is now. And it's not a good person. Right. And you know, what's so funny is like listening to him on his podcast or him on Nick Files podcast or um, anybody's podcast or listening to Rachel and her rendition of the events, like, and also being friends with people. I, I feel like I don't necessarily, I think that there, it's like 60% truth to both of them. And then I think that the other 40% is trying to fit a narrative that they want out there. So I don't necessarily agree with or believe anything that either one of them say. But now moving forward, I had a big question for Jason when we recapped Vanderpump Rules. We do a Vanderpump Rules after party on the night of on Up and Adam Channel 2. And then I did a recap this week with So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, who I absolutely love. And I was curious. I was like, why in the intro did we have Tom and Tom, right? We had Tom and Tom at Tom Tom, but not at Schwartz and Sandy's. Well, then come to find out, Greg, their business partner, ended up pulling the plug and saying that after everything happened with Scandaball and this huge scandal, that it was no longer serving the purpose that he originally thought when he got in business with them. And he absolutely did not want Schwartz and Sandy's to be featured on Vanderpump Rules. I want to ask you because I'm sort of indifferent on this, I can lean either way, depending on what the conversation is. Do you think ultimately that is a good 
business decision or a bad one? Because Lisa has made a lot of money off of these restaurants by promoting them on TV. Okay, um, good question. So here's my spiel. Um, Sandoval fucked up big time. And obviously, Greg, the business owner, was not happy. You know, that they were like, everybody was leaving negative Yelp reviews. There was graffiti, et cetera, et cetera. So he banned Tom from the bar. And I think at at this point, he wanted to distance himself as far as possible from Tom Sandoval. He was a smear on business. He was affecting it negatively. Sales were going down. Nobody wanted to go there. It was like the worst thing that could happen to a business. So yes, this is punishment to Tom and Tom for Tom Sandoval doing all of this and ruining the business. However, I think that, you know, time has passed and I think that his stance has shifted because if you saw Tom and Tom are now hosting watch parties every Tuesday at Schwartz and Sandy. So I think that Greg made a smart business decision in that he kind of let it fizzle out, you know, let the the hate and the the smear campaigns kind of, you know, end. And since it's been a year, he's opening it back up. You know, Tom maybe has a little bit of a redemption arc this season. So he's giving them a second chance to kind of bring everybody back to Schwartz and Sandy's now. So I think it was good to kind of take a step back for a moment um, because I think they're going to make up for it all this season. Interesting. I Okay. Okay. I like that. And my next question for you is Ariana recently said in an interview that she believes that Billy Lee is staying in the house, living in the house while she is gone. What do you think? Yeah. So I think that she said this on the after show, right? On the Vanderpump Rules after show. So I don't know when that was filmed. Was it filmed recently or was it filmed after, you know, when they were filming the the season? But there was that time period where Tom and Billy Lee were spending a lot of time together. You know, they were always seen. I mean, there were rumors that they were even hooking up. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know anything about that. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was she was doing that. I mean, she kind of took Sandoval's side in all of this. Um, but don't you think that Ariana would know? I mean, I guess they communicate through his assistant. Don't you think she would have known? Was this only when she was out of town that Billy Lee would just move right on in? I don't know. You know, like I heard a lot of the rumors, too. And I think that Billy Lee was like a good anchor for him at the time where he felt like his lowest and everybody was going in on him. And I I saw where he said that he needed his friend Kyle Chan to come and get the, I don't know if I can say this word on YouTube, but the G-U-N-S out of the house. And, you know, and, and I don't think that that's anything to play with. I think that that's something where people are just feeling their lowest. Like you don't, you don't want to wait for something to be so horrific to where you're like, oh my God, we should have listened, you know? So yeah, I think that he was there for, or like he was there for Billy. And she was there for him throughout a lot of this. And I, I am curious as to how this ended up um, playing out and what the truth is here. But also for, for Ariana, she lucked out because with Dancing with the Stars, they put you in an apartment or an Airbnb and they paid for that. So she was able to leave. With Chicago, her being on Broadway, same thing. They put you in an apartment. So she was able to leave. So she's had multiple moments where she's been able to kind of exit and not have to be in the house. 
especially because a judge just recently pushed back this whole situation with the house for like four months. So we don't know what's going to happen. I would imagine if I had to guess, and I'm not a legal person, but I think that this is going to play out in her favor where the judge is going to say, you know what? You guys were not married. You own half of this house. He owns half of this house. And yes, I think that you guys should just sell it. I think that will be the ultimate outcome of this. But there's a lot of factors here. And I think that for her, she's just very fortunate with all of the opportunities that she has to be able to get the hell out of there and not have to deal with him. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, owning a house is not cheap. Like, do we really think that Sandoval can own this giant house on his own with his income? I mean, I'm sure he makes a lot on the show, but let's be real. Tom Sandoval and the most extras are not making much. All of his spinoffs, you know, the crazy reality shows, the special forces, not making much. So it's kind of weird that he thinks that he could afford this giant house on his own because I don't think that's realistic. If he did, I've done the math, it would be between $15,000 to $17,000 a month in a mortgage. So let's say it's $15,000. Let's time that, times that by 12. That's $180,000 a year in a mortgage that he would have to pay. And that's the minimum. That's just like the principal with interest. Um, it's not paying any extra on top of it. So if God forbid the job was taken away from you tomorrow, most people are not paying fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars. So one hundred and eighty to two hundred thousand dollars a month is a lot of money. Yeah. No, Tom. Uh, or not a month. Know, a year, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom. Do the math. It's not going to work out for you. Just, just bow out. Bow out while you still can, because. I have a feeling if this works out in his favor, he's going to be screwed very quickly. Well, and also, too, if they both put $250,000 in and then they've been in this house for three years, let's say that they have another $200,000 in equity and then they split that. So then that's about $300,000, but then they sell it and they make $1.1 million. They give $100,000 in um, commissions. And they split the other five hundred. That gives him about eight hundred thousand dollars in his bank account. That's still a good amount of money to put down on another house, like whether it's in the valley or whatever, for one point two, one point four million. And it's not. I think at this point, it's an ego thing. I don't think that it's like a realistic thing. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta waver in what makes sense to you because it's like one of the. It's it. It, it reminds me of like one of my friends from high school. My friend from high school drove a Lamborghini. And I was driving a Ford Fusion. And his parents got him this Lamborghini and said, listen, but when once you turn 18, this payment is yours. And he was like, it's okay, I can handle it. I saw him two years after visiting from college, and he was driving a Ford F-250, which is a great truck. But it's not a Lamborghini. And it's because you couldn't afford it. So even though sometimes in life, we want something and we want to be able to do it, whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean that financially at the time it makes the most sense. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, cue the Lisa Rinna like math problem meme right now because you are just spitting out numbers, Adam. Oh, I it's my love- favorite thing. <laughs> I was so bad at math, but I love numbers and I don't know why. I think I was just bored in math. It, actually, it was just algebra. When they started giving me the X over Y and this and that, I was like, that is not a number, sir. That is a letter, and I don't understand shit about anything that you're putting out there. But if you give me the numbers, I'm like, I live for it. I love it. 
Yeah, Tom, just bow out, just bow out, give up. I mean, you just need to let the mouse go, as Sutton says, let the mouse go. Let, let the, the house go. Let the house go. All right. So moving on, I wanted to ask you about this next situation. We have oh, Kyle and also Morgan Wade. Now, I want to pick your brain on this because I was putting, I was actually told by a paparazzi that Kyle was calling the paparazzi on herself when she was going to Aspen and all of these different places, right? So when I was told this, I ended up talking about it a little bit on my channel, on my show. And when I did, I had somebody who's very close to Kyle. And I know this for a fact. Um, if you knew who the person was, you'd be like, okay, well, nobody would know better than her. Um, and she came and she said, Adam, I really, really love your channel and your show. And I think that you want to say what's right and what's actually going on. And I can tell you that this is not true. She is not calling the paparazzi on herself. Well, people have speculated, including Jax Taylor, that they are doing this for a publicity stunt to promote buying Beverly Hills season two and also the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then lo and behold, we have Morgan Waite. Kyle said that she wants people to stop with this narrative that her and Morgan are in a relationship. And she thinks had Morgan not have been a lesbian or a woman with all of these tattoos, people would not be questioning their friendship in the same way. However, I look at it like once people started, you did a music video. You're doing the documentary. You followed her everywhere. You had her perform at your best friend's you know, event, the celebration of life, while also bringing attention to a cause that is near and dear to your heart. You brought her to Kathy Hilton's Christmas party. You talk about her a lot. And then you said on the show that you would date a woman. So a lot of the things that you are saying are pointing into the direction of, you know, this potential fascination or relationship that you might have with Morgan Wade. And that's okay. It's not a big deal. But now fast forward, we have Morgan scrub all traces of Kyle off of her social media. And Kyle had this to say. I'm going to bring up a clip really quick for you guys. Here we go. Let me take this photo down really quick. Bada bing, bada boom. Thank you to Biwake. Hello, drama. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing? Your fans are dying to know why Morgan Wade deleted the Instagram. She has new stuff coming out, but it's very common for artists to do that. Okay, cool. Super. Uh, yeah, we're all good. How was it ha having her on the show, Miss Richards? I appreciate it. I don't know if she did. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay, so then my next question here is: is if in fact it was because she was scrubbing things off? because this is what artists do when they have a new album coming out. Why did Kyle also delete a lot of traces of Morgan Wade from her own personal Instagram? I'm wondering if she's doing damage control. Okay, but I don't think that she did. Um, because if you look on Kyle's Instagram, there are still a lot of photos with her and Morgan. You know, she didn't really post photos of her and Morgan, just the two of them, on the feed front and center like those never even were there a lot of them were in carousel posts so if you go to her feed and go to some photos like there's one that's titled like life lately if you swipe 
Morgan's still there. If you scroll and look through a lot of group photos, Morgan's still there. I think this is another case of a Louis and Teresa situation where people are reading too much into social media. And I don't know. It's uh, I think it's just a little, I think people are jumping to conclusions. So yeah, if you keep scrolling, there are a few places where Morgan is still there. I, I don't I don't think that Kyle deleted any any photos. You have to scroll back a little bit. Um, but um, she's definitely still there. And now I will say she's definitely fueling the fire, Adam. I mean, she's she's feeding these rumors. She's giving, you know, the fans what we want, the the conspiracy and everything i mean it's not helping her case whatsoever um but at the end of the day i also thought this was a publicity stunt um and it very well may be you know people do crazy things for ratings but i do think that as we've all been watching beverly hills this season kyle has been through so much losing her best friend you know, struggling in her marriage. It's a lot to deal with. Like I personally would not be okay if all of that was going on. So if she met somebody that makes her happy and is supporting her and is kind of like her new shoulder to lean on, uh, then let them be. Okay. I mean, I get that. And I think that, I mean, at this point, if somebody's not confirming something, then why are we running with it? I think that that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I just don't think, yes, I, I mean, I, that's where my head went exactly what Kyle said before that interview even came out. Musicians do this all the time. They scrub their Instagrams. They delete their Instagrams. They change their profile pictures. They archive all their posts. That is not anything new. And it's like Morgan deleted almost every photo from her profile, not just the one of her and Kyle. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like people read a little bit too much into this. I don't know. That's my take. Okay. Okay. Well, my next thing that I want to bring up to you is we're going to move over to Orange County really quick. So let's take an hour and a half ride up the coast. We have Shannon Bedore, who has officially filmed her first scene with Alexis Bellino, who has shown up to filming with her promise ring from John Jansen. Alexis Bellino, as we all know, did not get a full-time housewife role. Um, actually, the person who is rumored to have gotten a full-time housewife role is friends with Gina Kirschneider. But Alexis coming in as a friend role, we know that's still going to trigger Shannon. Shannon is no longer really talking to anybody from the group as of right now, except for Jennifer Pedranti, who was our newbie last season. What is your take? What are your thoughts? Are you interested in this season? And does it make you feel a little bit dirty knowing that, like, shit, this is something that's going to be very triggering for somebody who's obviously struggling with other issues, but oh my God, I still want to watch. I mean, you put the words right into my mouth, Adam. Like, yes, it is it messy? Oh, 100%. But was I, you know, fiending, chopping at the bit for Bravo to do exactly this? 100%. We needed, once it came out that Alexis and John Jansen were dating, we needed her on the show and Bravo delivered because let's be real, OC hasn't been at its peak 
in quite a while. We needed somebody to come in and stir some shit up. Honestly, I'm surprised that she's not a full-time housewife. She has been before. You know, I think that she might fit into that role really well. Maybe this is kind of like a trial run for her. But I think that this was a very good move on Bravo's part. I think it's going to start a lot of drama. Do I feel bad for Shannon? Of course. I mean, this is a tough situation to be in, seeing as everything that she went through. But is it going to bring a lot of drama to the show? Yes. Um, Now, I think Bravo just needs to bring back Vicky Gunvalson as well. Because as you said, Shannon doesn't have a lot of allies. But Vicky is one of them. And I think that dynamic with the Trace Amigas breaking up and Alexis coming back on, I think that would make for a an explosive season. Okay. Okay. I like that. And I think that honestly, at the end of the day, like we this is still a TV show. We all signed up for it, meaning they all signed up for it. You get paid a lot of money. And unfortunately, it's not always going to be your season, the season that favors you. But I think that it depends. It's not about, you know, like if the cards are stacked against you, I think it's about what you do with those cards. And Shannon can still come out on top of this. And look at Tom Sandoval. He's trying to now sway the audience into feeling bad for him, claiming that, you know, Ariana is the root of the problem and why he ever decided to cheat in the first place. And I'm curious to see, I've seen a lot of negative comments towards Ariana being like, get over it. He cheated on you, girl. You're doing amazing. Like, move on with your life. Don't be an asshole. And it's like, wait a minute. You can't be mad at her because she's winning after such an unfortunate situation. And for uh, for Shannon, she might be able to pull this off too. Yeah, and um, I do live in Orange County. I have a little bit of an inside source. We might even be seeing Jim Bellino on this season. And that's probably going to give a lot of people the ick, including me. But man, I mean, with Alexis back, obviously they're divorced, but they still co-parent. So there is a potential that Jim Bellino will be appearing on this upcoming season with Alexis. Oy, oy, oy. Here we go. Let's just hit the fan. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, I'm ready for it. Guys, over 550 in the room. Hit that like button. Show some love. We are about to go to the next topic, which is Erica Jane's new Hulu documentary, where we're going to see her meeting up with some of Tom Girardi's victims. Now, in this documentary, I thought it was really interesting. I had Hulu reach out and they asked if they could use a couple clips. And then I was coming out of the gym and Jason sent me the trailer for it. And I heard, I heard my little annoying voice at the beginning of it. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. You know, this is going to be an interesting one. So let's, let's just jump right into it. But for Erica, do you like, if you're in her mind, which I think is so hard to even put yourself in that place, do you think that this is a smart decision for her? Or do you think that this is something that could like, where are you? Where's your head? Oh, that's tough. I mean, the preview, first of all, congratulations, Adam, on being a part of this. That's huge. I mean, I can't wait to watch. Um, Second of all, I think that, you know, I'm a little torn because her sit down with the victims, it doesn't look like that might go well for her. I don't know how the victims are going to react. Why is she sitting down with the victims? Is it going to kind of redeem her of anything? I don't know. 
I am loving her on this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's killing it. She's showing us a whole new side of her. Not very nurse soft. in the purse. <laughs> Not nurse in the purse. I mean, erudite Eric, like we need more of that. She really is killing it this season. I think it might be good for her at the end of the day. I don't know how the sit down with the victims is going to go. But if they do interview her where she can speak a little more freely about all of this versus on the Real Hostess of Beverly Hills show where it kind of seems like she can't say much, I think that it might free her from a lot of the speculations and allegations going on. Because at the end of the day, she's been found guilty of nothing. And I know people might come for me for like being Team Erica, but she's been going through this for what, two, three years now? Three years. And nothing has come out that says she is guilty or knew about anything. So I think that this may help her at the end of the day. Um, but I'm interested to watch. What do you think? I, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not like a big Team Erica person because I don't absolutely love the way that she handled this from the jump. Um, and, you know, like even when she got a little choicey pants and she's like, you think like something about the victims? Let me be clear. I don't give up about anybody but myself. And I was like, well, that's really awful considering that there some of these victims. I mean, a lot of these victims have come from really, really horrific incidents where they trusted your husband at the time to, you know, get them a settlement because they weren't able to work for the rest of their life or they weren't able to bury their loved ones. And this money was taken from them, allegedly. And I, I, I look at it from all aspects. But when she said that she needed time to prove her innocence, I also listened to that like, OK, well, let's see if that is something that is able to be achieved. And, you know, like I, I really wanted to try to understand. but. You know, somebody, Allison Green, just said, it depends if she's being paid to appear and the victims aren't. If that's the case, then they are being screwed twice. I don't think that anybody is paid to appear on these, um, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that. I, and I also don't think that this was a payday thing for Erica. I don't know. I mean, I, listen, if in fact you are innocent and you did not know, even though the odds are stacked up against you, I think that it's fair for you to be able to tell your story and for people to just give you an ear to try to understand. I think that that's why even in the court system, you have the prosecution side and the other side, and you have a jury who's listening to both sides before they make their final verdict. And I think that's exactly what we see going on here. Exactly. I mean, she said it you know, you guys have to let the legal system play out. And I don't know if meeting with the victims was part of this. You know, she obviously has a legal team that is telling her what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say. So I think this might have been suggested by her legal team to sit down with the victims, go through this. I mean, I don't know. She said that she doesn't know how to show empathy, which is kind of strange for like a human being to actually say. But, you know, I do think that I'm not I'm not sticking up for her. I'm just saying that I think last season she was really in a bind. She couldn't say a lot. She was very triggered by the whole situation. Anytime it was brought up, she kind of, you know, went on the defense really, really hard. But I think she's she's coming around and I think maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of that empathetic, softer side in the documentary. Um, so so I don't know. I'm very interested. But on the other hand, 
I think Tom Girardi is screwed. You know, he has been found competent to stand trial, trial, um, and I, I don't think it's going to end well for him. I think that honestly, you know, and I hate to say this about anybody, I think that whether it's in prison or throughout this court case, that's something that's going to be draining with his health declining and stuff. I think that this will just be something that he goes out in his at the latter end of his life with dealing with. And I don't mean that, unfortunately, like I have any sort of sympathy for him. I mean it, unfortunately, in the sense that like, man, I think that no matter what you say and you had, it, it just seemed like with the way that things were going before the judge found him competent, you had a burglary, you had um, Alzheimer's, you had late onset dementia or whatever. They, even if I'm not saying it right, it's like it seemed like this was the perfect storm that was going to go in his favor with the you know situation with his brother taking over the conservatorship and all of these things. I just looked at it like, um, this man might get away with this. Yeah, but it does not look it does not look like they're gonna let him get away with this. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that the dementia was all like a kind of an angle that his legal team took to kind of maybe take the blame off of him a little bit? I, I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's you know a game they're trying to play, but. This is very. Do we know when the trial is going to start? About with Tom, I thought I think it's in April. So that's gonna that's soon. That's really soon, and I don't know. I'm gonna be watching every second of it because I mean we already know he's guilty. Um, at least that's what I feel. But it will be interesting to see if Erica is at all involved in the trial or brought up or what her involvement is going to be in it. Yeah. And I originally thought that maybe by, you know, him being found competent, that that could be, you know, catastrophic for Erica. And I talked to Emily D. Baker, who is just like the most badass legal commentator on YouTube, one of my good, good friends. And she said, no, if they had something against Erica at this point, it wouldn't matter if he was found competent or not, that they would be able to go after her and indict her on those charges. So now it just kind of looks like Erica seems to be in the clear as far as we know and for him we don't know no we don't know time will tell but i will be watching every second of that trial every second well if they don't know by the way kim thank you so much for joining me because i just absolutely love our chats and i love doing hot messy topics with you and i'm so happy that you're back and you are you know like ready to go. And Fridays are just such a fun thing, especially to get ready for our weekend and we get to do it together. But if they don't know, there's so many people who are watching right now who want to know, will you let them know where they can find you? Yes. Yes. I'm so happy to be back, Adam. You can find us on YouTube at Bravo Breaking News. We are doing Vanderpump Rules recaps, Real Houses Beverly Hills recaps with my co-host at Lisa Not Rena on Instagram. Also back breaking the Bravo headlines. So make sure you guys tune into all of those. You can also find me on Instagram, of course, at Bravo Breaking News. Currently, I am obsessed with the traders. I don't know if you guys aren't watching that. You guys need to start now because I'm going to be posting a ton about the traders. Adam, are you watching traders? So <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. With everything going on with like the move and everything, it's just been so crazy. Um, and I, I'm definitely, I'm into, I was into um, 
I literally I've been watching everything, but the traders is not one that I've actually seen yet, but I never saw the first season. So I have to go back and watch and just see like okay. what I think and get a feel for it because everyone's telling me that I need to. So maybe even today after I get off of here and I do a couple more things, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from life. And I'm probably on this couch behind me going to veg out in front of that TV and binge watch. Yes, I didn't watch season one, obsessed with season two. So I'm going to be posting a lot of traders content, guys. Um, I'm just obsessed. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram, YouTube. We'll also be launching new merch on Etsy, all of the things. Um, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Kim. I'm going to go ahead and drop us down really quick, and then I will see you in the back room. Okay. Bye, everyone. All right. All right, guys. So Thank you again so much. And of course, if you're not following Kim at Bravo Breaking News, then definitely go follow her. We're going to have where you can follow her in the description of this video. And a huge congratulations to our big winner for the podcast. We love you. And thank you guys for rallying around and making that happen. We have a few more giveaways. We're giving away a Rose Forever and also an F45 membership, which is something that I am absolutely obsessed with. I'm getting ready to start a 45-day challenge where it is going to change my life, I think, in the sense that I want to just be healthier, happier, mindset, everything, and especially with a move. And Jason and I have, this is going to be the third move and one year for us. So a lot of just stress, but in the best way. We have a lot of things happening with our family and our little baby, who you guys know, Theo. Oh, I hate this, but um, spending the most amount of time that we can in that situation with him. And yeah, I just love you guys. So we're going to post everything in the community tab. We're going to keep posting polls. We're going to keep you guys up to date and get ready because Jason will be back next week for another Vanderpump Rules after party. Smash that like button, show some love. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, make sure you drop a rating and let us know. Just chime into everything. We had seven or eight topics, so pop off. Bye, guys. Happy Friday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.